Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is outstanding. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing returns to Northlands Park May 5th. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. They have Larry the Cable Guy, uh, April 14th at the River Creek Resort and Casino. Guests on the show. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Steakhouse 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every uh, Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. Uh, Connor Yamamoto Speck has spent uh, 22 games, I believe. He's been back for 22 games since the World Juniors have taken place. I think he's up to 46 points and is plus 25. So he's going pretty good. He had a slow start when he was first sent down. It is my belief that amongst the other players, there's a fair amount of confidence in his intelligence and his abilities. And frankly, the stats would show that he was quite unlucky not to have picked up a goal or more points in the nine-game look-see that he got before uh, the Oilers sent him down. So we talked a bit about Bear. Uh, I think Bear does start the season next year down in the minors and has to work his way up. I think that... Yamamoto might be in a different spot. If he comes in and has an unbelievable preseason, I think he's a stone-cold mortal lock to be on the team. Now, if he has an average preseason, I would send him down to Bakersfield to start. But I think the guy, he's also playing a different position that's not as costly when mistakes are made. Uh, He's already had a nine-game look, made the team out of camp last year. And I I have a fair amount of, like, Paul Yarby, it's the long game for Paul Yarby. There's patience needed. To me, 14, 15 minutes a game right now totally makes sense for yeah. Yessi. Uh, I, I think that Yamamoto's ascension might be a little bit quicker. Your thoughts? Well, you know, the orders, one of their issues over the many years, they'd call up these, they'd get the first overall pick, they'd play him in the NHL right away. 
Uh, and one of the major reasons why guys struggled so much early in their careers and why, you know, Taylor Hall would put up numbers, but he would get eaten alive defensively as a teenager was because it was a bigger, heavier league and it was a tougher, harder slog to play defensive hockey. The opponent was bigger and stronger and ground you down and, and these 18, 19-year-olds weren't ready for it. Uh, it. The game's completely changing. You know, five years ago, Kyler Yamamoto, I'm not even sure you'd have drafted him in the first round. Frankly, he's so small. But then Johnny Goodrow came along, right? And people said, oh, well, maybe if they're that good, they can play at that size. And now the necessity to have size and power and all that is is completely being, every year it's it falls down a peg of how big you need to be and how hard it is to grind. So maybe the league is ready for, for a guy Kyler Yamamoto's size to play as a first-year pro in the NHL, certainly more than it was for Nugent Hopkins, for Taylor Hall, for any of those guys. Well, right? and you know, I think in fairness, I spec, I think in fairness, those guys delivered their first year. I mean, Nugent... Yeah, they played great, but the puck was in their net all night. The puck was in no, their net all Not necessarily because of them. The support network around them wasn't great well, either. There's that too. There's right? that too. Like but. like Taylor Hall had, I think, one bad plus-minus year in Edmonton. Uh, Nuge had a lot of tough matchups, he, you know. That he couldn't handle physically. Right, which is why... Which is changing now. Which is changing. But I also want to say, this is an organization that has made the mistake of playing the first-year pro in the NHL over and over. How many times are we going to do the same thing with Kyler Yamamoto? Are we still at that point where every hot, young, sexy kid coming out of junior just plays... Well, they didn't hand it to Dreisaitl right away, even though he was pretty good in the preseason in uh, uh, 2015, right? He went down for six games and didn't actually do that much in Bakersfield, came up and never looked back. Six old games <laughs> I mean he's an exceptional player and he's obviously an NHL ready player for sure but he's also six foot two yeah you know Kyler Yamamoto is he going to be ready to play I don't know we'll see I guess yeah I just I'm you know I, I I'm fundamentally opposed to this continuation of granting players... I'm not granting NHL anybody group. anything. I'm saying if he comes in, knocks it out of the park next fall, he's on the team. If he and forces himself on, I guess he's on right, the team. And right, and if he doesn't, then he goes to Bakersfield and percolates. Right. Okay. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, guests on the show also receive your certificates from Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown Southside and Northside. All right, Mark. Uh, Bob Nicholson made an, an appearance on Hockey Night in Canada. Yes. And, it, it, it again, I must have got... Oh, I don't know. Third, I got at least ten texts during the game. Like I'm working the game. Yes. I'm, I didn't watch it. I didn't actually get a chance to see it all until uh, Sunday night, uh, until CBC posted it for us or it was posted out there. Um, I have a lot of empathy for the position Bob's in right now because, like, what 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 do fans think he's going to say here? Like, do they think that oh, we're going to blow everything up and fire that? Like, use your like. It's be- tough to speak as an executive on behalf of the Oilers in the middle of this particular season. Right. It's a landmine to do that interview. He's got to do the interview, and I don't envy Bob sitting in that chair and yeah. putting on that mic. For me, he's got to do it. But I, I think what happens is people read into what gets said sometimes, oh, and they do right. They, uh, okay, so you want the quote on the coaches? What did he say about the management? 
this was uh, transcribed by the Edmonton Journal from okay. the Hockey Night in Canada interview. I will trust the transcription. Bob Nicholson had this to say. It's my third year. We had a great year last year, but we did change coaches a lot here. We did make a lot of changes, and I really feel that, hey, when you make a change, make sure you make a better change. Don't just make change for change. Here comes the money quote. And we're not to the point to make the change. That's a coaching change. But we will be here at some time. The fans will buy in if they can understand the plan once we make those changes. Yeah. So for me... What does that mean? Well, for me, I'm of the school, like, okay, Steve Eisman, do we think he's a pretty good GM? Of course. Missed the playoffs two of the first three years in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay had significant injuries last year. You had one agent in particular rabble-rousing because his client wasn't put in a position oh, to succeed. And I don't care what agents say. All right, all right. They're so, all anyways, there were some people out there trying to undermine John Cooper's ability as a head coach, which is a joke. Because they didn't play their favorite player. Right, which is a joke, okay? They stuck. Now, Tampa Bay's, they have more ingredients than Edmonton. They develop. They they have developed players better over the long haul. Stop for just a second. You got to remember that if a guy drafts a player in 2018, he doesn't turn pro till 2020. He's probably not ready for the NHL until 2021, 22. Right. So Pete Chiarelli's had how many drafts here? Three. Three, and the first one he'd been hired by the Oilers about a month ahead of that? Yeah, he, uh, he was hired April, third week of April, because the, the Oilers won the lottery right. on April 18th, so that was on the Saturday. Right. He got hired on the Friday, so, so the, April 24th. So the, the my point I is... I know, I'm a savant. I give away the... Every GM in that position, the first draft isn't really his right. draft. He joins a team, he takes a look, he's, he hires a bunch of scouts, and he, so he's had two drafts here in my eyes, Shirelli. And now he's got Keith Gretzky, and that and last year was Keith's first draft. Right. And the last key draft that Keith did for Boston was the 2014 draft. Take a look at that draft. Right. If so, that doesn't inspire some confidence absolutely. in Absolutely. Right? So the impact, my point is, it's impossible to judge Shirelli and, and Keith Gretzky's impact at the draft table on this organization yet. They were so far in arrears when they showed up. That's why they're making the uh, ill-advised Reinhardt trade, right? Because we've got to get a defenseman. That's why you're signing the best available free agent defenseman at the moment was Andre Sekra. They needed defensemen so badly because this organization had been so mishandled that their hand was forced. And frankly, you know, those are transactions you probably wouldn't make if you weren't if the covers weren't so bare, Bob. Right? So here's where I'm coming from, Mark. I don't I know people aren't happy with how every deal's worked out. To me, you don't need to do anything with the GM or the head coach. Last year at this time, those guys well put it this year. Yeah. This is all you need to know. Cam Talbot finished fourth in Vesna voting last year. Right. The Edmonton Oilers before last night's game were 31st in save percentage. Yeah. Peter Shirelli was an executive of the year finalist, along with Pierre Dorian. Todd McClellan was a coach of the year finalist. Yeah. What do these guys become? Compl- they didn't get dumb overnight. Right. So how about, okay, this is a... And, and people say, well, you know, it's a continuation of the decade of darkness. We're at a different place with this organization. Absolutely be disappointed, frustrated with what's happened here. Absolutely. Be angry, right? But also recognize, like in the first eight seasons that I did color for the Edmonton Oilers, they had seven head coaches. Yes. Enough. 
Yeah, enough coaching changes. Uh, and, you know, I think what happened last year with the excellent season they had is um, it takes longer than two years to recover from 10 years of ineptitude running this organization. You know, all of a sudden they had the first year under McClellan, we expected nothing. The second year they got 103 points. We're like, hey, this is they're going to get 100 points every year. Actually, I'm here to tell you that if McDavid and Clefbaum don't get hurt that first year, I think the team finishes with 15 well, more points. Maybe. And right? we all we all sort of thought, well, you know, they've recovered. Well, I think what we're learning is that you can't recover. You know, look at the Vancouver Canucks. Mike Gillis left them completely, completely without prospects of draft picks. And now they're in a long, several-year process to get out of it. The Oilers didn't have anything more when Chiarelli showed up, frankly, except for some first overalls. And, yeah, that helps. But there's a recovery process. You can't be that bad for that long and just get out of it in two years, man. It doesn't work that way. Well, and, and I mean, you take t- today they signed Ostap Safin. Right. Okay, so you look at the the first draft that Keith Gretzky ran uh, for the Evans. Really, Shirelli and Gretzky's first draft together. So was... they, they get Yamamoto in the first round. Okay. Uh, they drafted and signed a Russian, Samarukov, who's playing in the OHL. Yep. Okay. Stuart Skinner, the goalie that's got a chance to win a Memorial let's, Cup. Sure, let's find out, right? But he's a goalie. The Safin kid played in the World Junior. And they, they got a great World and, Junior, but he was there. And Kirill Maximov's got like 32 goals and 67 points. So they've got, based on how you would track these players right now. Yeah, there's some success there. There's some at this su- early point. It's at, at, now it's early to judge because back in 2002 with Stu McGregor, that 2000, or sorry, 2010 with Stu McGregor. Initially, it looked, yeah, Hall went number one, but Pitlick, um, Marincin, Hamilton, they were all tracking decently. They were. And, and they don't turn out. The Hamilton kids, Curtis Hamilton, yeah. unbelievable. But the, uh, he played in the World Junior. Yeah, yeah. he was good in the World oh, Junior. He was one of their best left wingers. Looked like a hell of a player. Well, you also got to fix the development. There, there's there's the draft. There's the drafting portion. And then you got to develop. Then you got to develop. Are your players the priority on your own farm team? Uh, no question. Or is a coach like when Ian Herbert's coached the for uh, Paul Fenton, Paul Fenton runs that farm team for David Boyle? Yeah. You don't think that Ian's sitting there scratching a, a Nashville prospect for a 27-year-old guy that they just called up out of the East Coast League, right? Yeah. That does not happen I would in figure out how Nashville does it and copy them. Well, that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> right? I would copy Nashville. So Tampa Bay has actually even more prospects than Nashville. Yeah. Sure. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, Thoroughbred Racing, May 5th. It returns at Northlands Park. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. You know, Spec, you never go wrong with guys from a place that starts with the letter S. That's what agents will tell you. Saskatchewan or Sweden, those guys are usually pretty good guys. Oh, you think? I, okay. I, I've not met a lot of jerks from Saskatchewan in my life. Like, no, I don't think they've. No. 
You're you absolutely know. right on that. One, like, man. like think about it. I'm like, no. do I know one guy that's a bad guy from the province of Saskatchewan? Like that I've met in my life? Probably not. Uh, good question. And when it comes to Swedes, I mean, again, they're they're good. Like you know, we were just talking about. What you just queuing that up, Eddie Vedder for us? Uh, <laughs> I know you like that song. Well, so I love I... that song, but uh, uh, no, like I mean, the Swedes are very, generally speaking, they're they're very intelligent. First of all, yeah, right, very intelligent. Certainly, the hockey pr- people they send over are always smart guys, well spoken, yeah. yeah. speak more than two languages usually. Uh, which humble, effectively, which is two more than I can speak. Humble, yeah, uh, thoughtful. You know, Adam Larson doesn't have a lot to say. He's a quiet guy, right? But when he says things, yeah. they mean something. Like, he, he, they have gravity to his words. Yeah. He's a real good guy. And Oscar, Clefbaum is one of the nicest guys you'll ever know. Yeah. And he's just a good kid. Love him. If your oh. son turned out like Oscar Clefbaum, you'd be proud of him. Yeah. Uh, Pontus Haberg, there was a piece uh, written by Eric Tuhachik in The Athletic, uh, mm-hmm. an athletic writer that goes into arenas. And uh, he... Uh, he he said something to the effect of he drew a comparable between William Carlson and the opportunity he got in Vegas. Yes, you know where I'm going here. Me? And thirty five goals out of Aberg. Well, Let's I, go. I just <laughs> I I, I, I upon, like Stone Cold more to lock top nine forward for the Oilers next year. But does he got more because he scored at the AHL level? Now, who was the the Finnish kid that was in Detroit's organization? Pulkinen, Timo Pulkinen, yeah. that, that Vegas took, and he's back in the AHL again. He and can't, we, yeah. but he can't skate at an NHL he's level. A tweener and Aberg yeah. can skate at an he NHL. He can skate at an so, NHL level. Why can't he score at an NHL level? Hasn't happened for him yet. Right. I mean, and life's filled with tweeners. Remember Bill McDonald? <laughs> remember? McDougal. Oh, McDougal. Sorry. I remember uh, Curry. I actually, Dan Curry. I actually have a friend named Bill McDonald. Uh, that is been, Everyone he's, knows a Bill McDonald. He's been in the X-Files. Oh, okay. He, he went to Harry Ainley with me. Uh, he took well, acting and... Uh, Bill McDougal mysteriously disappeared when he got to the NHL, too. Yeah. He, <laughs> but he scored like... He had like 40... It was something can, in a playoff run for Cape Breton when they won thirty eight goals. Hey Brendan, can you text? Up, can you look up how many points Bill McDougal had? Just go to Louis DeBrus on Hockey DB and then click on Cape Breton back yeah. in like ninety. Well, it was a year after Herbie left ninety two ninety three Cape Breton. But anyway, team. the point is the, the hockey history is filled with tweeners. tweeners. So is baseball. Lots of Triple A guys who can't hit the curveball in the big leagues. Right. And and is Pontus Aberg uh, an actual scorer in the NHL or is he just a up and down his wing checker? I think he'll be Let's a good. Think I think, out, I think he'll be a good top nine forward. What do you got for Billy McDougal? 42 goals, 88 points in 71 games. What do you do in the playoffs that year? Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, 52 points, 26 goals, 16 games. 16 games? 16 26 games. goals Jeez. and 52 points. That's the year that they won. Uh, yeah, they won the, the Calder Cup down in the Cape. Herbie won the... Uh, uh, big Her- party of smooth Hermans that night oh, in Sydney. Oh, man, there was some <laughs> swelling going on big time. Because Ian won, uh, as you know, Ian won the national championship with Corey Cross, 92 yeah. Bears, coached by Bill Morris, and the next year won a Calder Cup in the okay. American Hockey League. So so anyhow, like that's, that's what you make trades for guys like Pontus Aberg for that reason, because Yes, he's been a very good scorer, proven in the in the A, coming out of a developmental system that knows how to churn players out, and you hope that he flowers when he gets to your team, and let's see if it happens. All right, let's do some quick hitters. This Can, t- can two Edmonton guys say this on the air in Calgary? We both want the Flames to make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, you want the Flames to make the playoffs, for yeah, sure. Right? Yep. Because most for, of our listeners don't want the Flames making uh, the playoffs. For a lot of reasons. First of all, it couldn't hurt anyone in this Oilers organization to watch the Flames taking in some playoff gates. 
playing in the playoffs. Uh, good for everybody's business when there's another Canadian team in. Hey, if and it I was up to me, to them. all seven. If I'd be happy seeing all seven Canadian sure. teams in. The, seven of the 16 teams being Canadian. I love it. We always adopt a team. Like, if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, okay, my team's not in. Am I not going to... I'm not saying I watch every second of the Winnipeg Jets, but I'm keeping my eye on the Jets. Yeah. I want to watch them yeah. play. I'm going to... When they get into a series, I'm going to watch some of it. Well, if it's Winnipeg and Toronto as the lone Canadian teams, I know which one I'm going to be kind of... Every private. second night, you're going to get one of them. So, I mean, and Sportsnet gives you every... You know, every single right. game's going to be So, on, is Calgary going to make it? Oh boy, I have a hard time. The only because uh, they've lost Mike Smith, and he did skate with the team today, but he's not close to coming back. And I mean, there I think they are three points out with three teams to pass, and they don't have their starting goalie, and everybody has at least one game in hand on them, if not two. So, so you're saying there's a chance? There's a chance, and I'm hoping it happens. Well, I mean, the Oilers uh, could win their final 16 games straight. Yeah, that right? they still won't get in. But oh, they'd be at 44 wins if that happened, and then 92 points outside chance. Yeah, okay. Pittsburgh, they got a point it's out not, of Pittsburgh it's last not night. Not happened. Did yeah. Calgary? Yeah. Uh, but they, you know what, Mike Smith, to me, when they signed him, I thought, well, okay, he's an old guy that gets hurt all the time, and his game hasn't been great. But if it all comes together, it's a good signing. Well, it all came together all year. Great, he was yeah. fabulous. Yeah, he was great. Year. Except now the chips are down and he's hurt. And it's killing him. You find me a team, you just take well, the number one goalie out. Do the Oilers need a better backup for the record moving forward than El Montoya? Uh, for Talbot? I'm not that worried about it. Really? Okay. I'm not that worried about it. El Montoya. So they got him for another year under contract. Right, yep. There's bigger fish to fry than that. El, El's all right. Yeah, he's a decent NHL backup. Sure, isn't he? What do you think? It's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Well, every backup is okay. If they're better than okay, they're a starter. People want great backups. That's not happening. Kemper is a good backup. One night great last night. No, bad third goal. <laughs> All right, Mark. Which backup out of Vancouver would you take, Markstrom or Nilsson? Because they're both backups. Yeah, and neither of them's a starter. There you go. Hey, Spec, thanks for uh, coming in the studio today. Oh. We got going to the back half here. Oh, you want to hang out some more? Yeah, All right. Done. Well, hey, he's pulling some extra time for us. Awesome. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. More with Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, Thoroughbred Racing returns to Northlands Park May 5th.